This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Welcome back to Hour 2 of Gun Sports Radio, where your hosts, Dave Stahl, Lance Pelkey, and Michael Schwartz, educate you on anything and everything related to our Second Amendment right. Visit GunSportsRadio.com with your questions and comments or to learn how to become a sponsor and or guest of the show. Now here comes Hour 2 of Gun Sports Radio and your hosts, Dave, Lance, and Michael. All right, folks, welcome back. I'm glad you hung in. By the way, we are on Facebook Live. All you have to do is go to San Diego County Gun. Well, actually, go to Facebook.com slash SDCGO. No pictures this time. Just yeah, beautiful. Our, our nice focus. little aim here. So yeah. hello to everybody out there watching us on Facebook. Yeah, say hi. Everybody wave. Hey, this is FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. And this is Gun Sports Radio. By the way, you can get all our shows on your podcast systems. All you have to do is pick your favorite, put uh, gunsportsradio.com, and you are there. This uh, hour is brought to you by our friends at Cali Key. Uh, Cali Key is a drop-in solution for your AR-15, AR-10, and it will instantly make it California compliant. For more information, check out Cali Key at CaliKey.com. That's K-A-L-I-K-E-Y.com. Also, self-defense and emergencies can happen to anyone, and unfortunately, the justice system may not be on your side. While you protect your family and property, U.S. Law Shield is here to defend you 24-7, 365 days a year with a comprehensive self-defense coverage at an affordable price. Bad guys don't take days off, and neither does U.S. Law Shield. What's your plan after you defend yourself or your family? Consider a plan from U.S. Law Shield. Check them out today at uslawshield.com. That's uslawshield.com. All right, this segment is brought to you by San Diego County Gun Owners, sdcgo.org, sdcgo.org. Need to join? Ten bucks a month. You can help us uh, keep your Second Amendment rights in your back pocket. Right now, we got the covert blogger, Joe Germisi. He's got a sack on his head, so nobody can tell who he is. And he's, is this the last of all the... Lockdown got you down segments. No, you got you your, got you more got bad info over there. No, we we did the last one last week. We it says on. part four. Yeah, you can't trust that stuff. Okay, so what do you got to talk about? <laughs> Fake news. So, um, Fake news. Okay. So yeah, I went to uh, moved on a little bit because we did three weeks of uh, dry practice, which is good. That's right. a good thing to do. I yep. wish I would do what I say rather yeah, than practice what, I do, what you but. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um. No, this week uh, went back to a little more uh, more current event stuff, which I really didn't want to do, but <laughs> you can't get away from it. There's so, too much uh, of it. Um, but I was thinking, um, you know, as we start to see maybe a light at the end of the tunnel here, we start to wind down from this stuff. Um, the blog or the article was, um, you know, Americans uh, need to ask, and they need to ask a question. And the question Americans need to ask, it's actually a whole bunch of them, but the one that kind of covers it is, you know, in what kind of country do we wish to live? Mm-hmm. Um, this is our country. We we run this country. Yeah. These people and the government that are doing all there these are things. employees. Allegedly, yeah. We're supposed to have a little bit of control here. And, um, you know, looking at what's been going on with the COVID-19, if you go, you know, back to um, well, when it really started to impact people, maybe five or six weeks ago, something like that. Um, I know the government knew about it a little bit sooner than that, but when things started happening to us, uh, probably five or six weeks ago, and, um, you know, at first, I mean, I don't want to be 
too, I, I've been critical of uh, policymakers and some of the goofy stuff that's going on. But in the beginning, to be fair, I mean, they were responding to these these doomsday scenarios. They were hearing oh. predictions of millions of deaths mm-hmm. and this and that, and they really didn't know. So, you know, to be conservative and to err that way, I think was fine. Um, you know, I, I don't. Have we heard any apologies? I don't have a problem <laughs> for scaring the snot out of everybody. Well, and that you know, because and that that actually jumps to where we're at now because now. I, I think it, it's pretty obvious now that it did not turn out to be what mm-hmm. they were afraid of, which, you know, I mean, they didn't know in the beginning. And, you know, the damage that we've done to so many people now with this with this shutdown and locking people in their houses and this kind of stuff, um, you know, okay, I can't fault them really for, for being overly conservative, but I can fault them now because they They're now know better. It. Well, and this, this needs to open up now. Mm-hmm. And... And that's what I was, um, you know, kind of writing about, because uh, as we do start to get to that um, and the thing, getting back to what you just mentioned about apologizing, um, one of the things that's going to have to happen, either they're going to have to come out and say, OK, we we did what we thought we needed to do. It turns out we were wrong. Yes, it's a serious virus, but it's not it's not Ebola. This is not cholera. This is not the Black Plague. You know, yes, you have to take it seriously, but what we did maybe was a little bit too much and we need to open back up. Um, So they either have to say that, which I'm not holding my breath for, or you have to figure out how do you open back up? Because, um, you know, what they're talking about now is, well, we're going to watch the numbers and see what happens. Okay, well, we could tell you what's going to happen. If you start letting people back out and opening back up, the number of cases is going to go up. I mean, that's what's going to happen. And, you know, you have to make that decision. Are we... Are we going to change the way we live to the point? Because if you think about this, if we're going to continue this social distancing, I think somebody, um, I don't know if it was from our county health or somebody from in some uh, position of authority was saying, well, this, this distancing stuff may go on indefinitely. Well, okay, if you're going to do that, does that mean no more organized sports, so no mm-hmm. football, no baseball, no soccer, no basketball, not just professional, but none at the high school level, right. no college level? Does that mean no restaurants, no bars, no nightclubs, no concerts? I mean, is that what we're talking about? And, um, you know, I mean, we, we need to start asking about that, and they need to start making Answering. some decisions. Because a lot of these these businesses are suffering. There's been a lot of, um, I think, unintended consequences of shutting the economy down. Because um, one of the things I think they should learn from this is our economy is so complex and so interconnected that you can't, arbitrarily say okay this this is an essential business this one isn't and then not have unintended consequences like this and um you know if you just look at restaurants for instance um one of the theories that came out was they were saying okay we're going to start opening restaurants but we're going to limit them to 25 percent of their capacity and there was a restaurant owner i think from texas who was saying you know it it's almost not i mean i would rather stay shut yeah. than try to open at 25 percent stay shut well because he was saying as a as a restaurant or there's a lot that goes on in the restaurant you know i don't know if the average person realizes this but you're coordinating all the stuff in the kitchen you've got the people at front that are taking the people you know the customers in seating people you got the wait people you've got the runners going back and forth to try to do all that at 25% capacity is is almost not doable. Mm-hmm. And then some of the other stuff, and I thought I saw this on, um, I think somebody posted a meme or something on Facebook, and I thought it was a joke. They had there were two people sitting at a table, and there was a sheet of plexiglass between them, <laughs> and the wait person had a mask on and gloves, 
And, and I thought they were joking. And then I talked to somebody yesterday that just had a meeting with their management that this person works in a five-star restaurant in town. And their management said, no, we're, we're thinking about this plexiglass thing. Now, seriously, if you do that as a, as a restaurant, if you try to open that way, I mean, I don't, I, me personally, I would not go to a restaurant. Say, go ahead and open it. No one's coming. Well, yeah. If you think about that, if you go into a restaurant and say you go in there with your wife, so Especially you're sitting at the table, star. there's, there's going to be a plexiglass screen in front of you. If, you know, for one, how do you talk? You're going to be like, uh, like Maxwell Smart with the cone of silence. Well, some couples might like that. Some might like that. I was going to say, I think my wife right now is probably looking up plexiglass to put in our dining room table. Well, she's had enough of you. <laughs> well, the other thing, too, there is, are certain uh, meals I've, I've eaten where she probably wished she had some plexiglass. Between. Oh. <laughs> but, um, you know, if, I mean, do you want to share something? You know, a lot of times my wife will say, oh, try this. Oh, yeah. Let, let <laughs> clink, me get up and walk. Ar- let me walk around the plexiglass and we'll do that. And it's just, you know, that kind of stuff. They're just not thinking about it. And um, some of these and I saw an article and then this person told me this happened again at their restaurant yesterday with, um, you know, the restaurant uh, met with the staff. And, and I read this a little while ago, and then I heard about it again happening here, where the restaurant um, told the staff, first off, they were real happy because they, they got the loan, and now they could start paying them again. And the staff is saying, well, wait a minute. Uh, you know, you want to pay me now back to my minimum wage thing. I'm making more yeah. sitting here on this yeah. beefed-up uh, unemployment thing. And, and like you or Michael were saying last week, you know, the, the deal with the, um, the loan is, yeah, if they could spend 75% of it on um, payroll right. or it's the mortgage forgiven. there, it's forgiven. Yeah. So now you're putting them in that, that position. And like the guy I talked to yesterday said they were given the choice. They said um, you could um, end your furlough and come back in and start working again for the minimum wage, or you could terminate your employment with us, in which case if you do that, you can't collect the unemployment because now you've quit. Well, and here's another thing that's a kicker because they interviewed one of the governors on that same topic, and he said that if we're open and you don't want to come back and you don't have a doctor's excuse that says you're either sick or you have to take care, you're done. Not only will you lose your job, but you'll lose all your benefits. Yeah, exactly. And that, you know, and that, and kind that of was stuff in one of the on. states that are that are opening it up. And, you know, now finally you're starting to see the lawsuits, which I was I was getting well, you knew they were with coming. that. Well, I was hoping they were coming because a lot of the stuff that these governments are doing is not is not right. And yeah. um, there was a guy and I didn't have a chance to research it, but there was a guy that was arguing that nowhere in our Constitution or in the California Constitution does it say the government can has the right to quarantine healthy people. They can quarantine sick people, but they're not supposed to be able to lock everybody else down. Well, another just on the plexiglass, and then we got to get going. Uh, one of the shops that I work with uh, put a nice piece of four by four, you know, thick plexiglass hanging from chains from the building. And he put tape and everything down. So every time a customer comes in to get their car serviced, they walk to the end of the plexiglass <laughs> and they tick put their heads around the plexiglass to get their car serviced. Hmm. <laughs> he says, "What? Well, I got to put it all the way across the wall." <laughs> so I gave him a couple of ideas. Anyway, we got to go because I'm sure we got tons of customers that we got to talk. Customers, listen to me. Read the article. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where do you find it? At. Uh, San Diego County Gun Owners, right? SDCGO.org on the blog page, yep. which SDCGO, is harder to find now. SDCGO.org <laughs> slash blog. Why is it hard to go. find? Oh, we so changed the menu. Yeah, it's smaller. Actually, it looks nicer. It, it looks, looks nicer. Smaller. That's why used, we changed the I was used to the big button. 
Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, we all like big buttons. This is FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Welcome back. You're listening to Gun Sports Radio. FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Hey, California assault weapon laws make it almost impossible to own an AR pattern rifle. So what's the solution? Cali Key. It'll convert any mil-spec direct impingement AR pattern rifle into a straight pull-bolt action rifle so it can have all the features without being considered an assault weapon. It's a true drop-in solution. No milling, no aesthetic modifications, and no turning off your gas system. Keep your entire AR collection intact at a price you can afford with Cali Key. Check out Cali Key at CaliKey.com. That's K-A-L-I-K-E-Y dot com. All right, this segment is sponsored by the good folks at U.S. Law Shield. Go to uslawshield.com. If you own any firearms, talk to the good folks at U.S. Law Shield about what's happening after the bang. It's worth the call. All right, who you got for our special guest next? Well, before we do that, I'm going to do a little giveaway. And this is just for the folks listening on Facebook. Uh, the first, let's do this. The first five people listening on Facebook to uh, type in this phrase will win a hat. I'll, I'll mail you a hat. Um, yeah. <laughs> the phrase for your hat is, and this is what you have to type in, is this your first day on the job, Ken? Very yeah. good. Type that in. Type in, is this your first day on the job, Ken? And we'll, uh, first five people to do that, we'll, we'll give you a free San Diego kind of gun owners hat. So who's monitoring this? You better do I'll, I'll, I'll get it taken care of. All right. Don't worry. <laughs> in that, and, and, and as you mentioned, who's our guest? So we've got Judy Wells. Uh, she's uh, uh, with a, a girl and a gun, and she's at the uh, big convention that they're having. And we're love to have Judy on because if you've got uh, friend, lady friends or wives or other folks that would like to get involved in uh, in uh, the sport or just uh, own a handgun, uh, Judy is just an amazing resource. So, Judy, we got you on the line. Hi. Thank you for the compliment. My doing, pleasure. Everybody? Hi, Judy. How you doing, kid? So where are you Hi. at? So I was supposed to be in Colorado at the amazing Cameo Shooting Center shooting complex in Grand Junction. But... As uh, everything else is going on these days, COVID shut us down. And so what happened is we went digital. And I have to tell you, I had a lot of questions about this before we started. But at a, we usually have 450 women every year at our annual conference. And what ended up happening is 375 women decided that they wanted to try the digital conference. So we had 375 registered participants and Robin and Tatiana and Juliana actually managed to get over 80 training videos, 46 live sessions. We had 47 gun giveaways, a Masayub week uh, training giveaways and all our sponsors stayed right on with all of us so it turned out to be an amazing week of live videos live question and answer um, on training videos that we can get to for the next 60 days and 
I have to say, I thought that going digital was going to be terrible because I thought, what are we going to do? How are we going to learn all this stuff? But I really enjoyed sitting back, not having to worry about it's too hot, I'm thirsty, squirrel, those steel targets are too close, you know, whatever, and just absorbing all of the information that these top-notch instructors had to offer. Did you say squirrel? Yeah, I like squirrel. That's good. I did. (laughs) Squirrel. You know, that's when you're on the range and you're getting this great instruction and you see a squirrel go goodbye. Sure. You lose your complete concentration. So being able (laughs) to sit back and listen to these top instructors across the country and just take notes and ask questions and be in your jammies with bad hair and not have to worry about getting off some shots was a shockingly great educational experience for me. I found it to be great. So I thought for my little segment here that I would give you the top six takeaways that I got from the instructors that I chose to give a little golden nugget from. Sounds good. We like squirrel. um, Keep going. Top six. I wish we had, we need a, we need a drum roll. Go ahead. Top six. These weren't the top six instructors, but these were some of the takeaways that I came away and that I can talk about in the next five minutes. So, um, Spencer keepers. He is a gentleman who designs custom, uh, concealment holsters, keepers concealment. He does, amazing work and he had a really interesting take on concealment holsters which was that a lot of people get the firearm and then pick the holster and his take is get the holster that fits your body and figure out where you want to carry and then get the firearm that fits the holster because those of us that carry especially women sometimes our body types aren't exactly like the men can throw on a t-shirt, throw their holster on, put their t-shirt over, but we don't always want to be walking around like we're working in the garden. So it's really difficult for us to find a holster that fits our body type and fits a cherry gun. So his suggestion was find the holster and then develop your, you know, concealed carry protocol around that. Good idea. The next person, um, yeah, right? Um, Tiffany Johnson and and Akil Kadir with CitizensCarry.com, they had a really great presentation on broadening the 2A tent. And that was the presentation was about um, how to get the Second Amendment out to more people. One of the things that I'm guilty of is when I meet somebody, I immediately want to turn them into tactical ninjas and we're going to go shoot three gun and get your trap gun out and let's all do this and really what i need to calm myself about and remember is that not everybody has to be that person some women just want to come to the 2a tent and learn a little bit about firearms and just be let it be enough that they can access their firearm from their safe or their nightstand or wherever it is and be safe and that's all they want they don't necessarily want to join the 17 competition teams that we have and all go to conference and do everything like that. So it was kind of a reminder that we all need, we need to be welcoming to women and everybody who just maybe want to become familiar with the firearm for a little bit of their life and not for, you know, their whole life. 
I agree. But That's I really good advice. I like that a lot, Judy. And, and 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 the understanding that sometimes interests ebb and flow. So they might re into it next year. So just you know, uh, and then they might not be into it the year after that. But I, I think you're absolutely right. That's excellent. Uh, an excellent point. Yeah. You know, when she was talking, I have to say, Mike, a lot of the information she was giving, my mind kept drifting back to uh, San Diego County gun owners mm. and and all the different levels and interests that we have underneath that tent alone, that umbrella, and how we have to rise to and meet people at where they are and not necessarily make them be who you know who i am yeah, we tr- want them to be right away so try, we try not to shove them into a box right it was a really interesting presentation so then i'm going to move on to stephanie widener she comes from the complete combatant and they talked a lot about how when we go to the train to the range a lot of us go to train with um getting our skills and everything accurately accurate and perfect when what we should be doing is training with um, image-based decisional drills, meaning that we should be training and making, teaching ourselves to make decisions up front. So we should be doing a lot of what, if, and then. So, um, for example, teach, teach yourself how to deselect yourself as a victim and when we go train we should think about it in terms of like of that if someone comes in my front door then i should do this if someone knocks in my slider then i should do this if i'm walking in the parking lot and somebody comes then i should do this and she says that we should spend a lot of time training ourselves and making decisions not necessarily concentrating on all, you know, perfect accuracy and perfect speed. Because when push comes to shove, all those decisions we've practiced is what's going to make us be good in the moment when we need to be good in that moment. So I thought that was really an interesting takeaway from her. Um, Then Ed Prater, Dave Miller, Craig McMichael, they did fantastic work on trap and shooting clays about focal point, hold point, break point and all the different ways that you can teach your eyes to engage in that. Um, Vicki Farnham, who is a legend, a legend in teaching women how to shoot. She, she was the first woman that started teaching law enforcement instructors how to teach women in law enforcement and people, uh, LEO. Not, they're not like men. And she talked a lot about the difference between men and women and their mindset and how a man... I mean, don't judge me here. I'm not trying to be sexist, but men have an, the way they think. They can connect their sights and their eyes and the target in a different, quicker, more efficient way than a woman can because of the way our brains operate, spatial relationships. And so she talked a lot about how women need to, um, how we need to talk about things. So she gave an example of if she told a group of her men's students to put a circle of chairs in the room, the men would just do it. They'd make a circle of chairs. If she tells women to put a circle of chairs in her room, we have to talk about do the seats face in or out? Do we, you know, how far apart do we space them? Do we pick the big chairs or the little chairs? And you know, where do we start the circle? And of course, you all men are, I know you're sitting there laughing. No, it's, it's laughing true. because it's true. It's true. Totally. It's so true. And so when we learn 
we learn in a really different way than men do. We want to talk about it and we want to ask questions and we want to ask, how does this work? And if I put my target there, how, how do I work this? Do I aim differently? Whereas men are just, give me the gun. Let me try it and figure it out. So not all women, not all men, you, but you, generally speaking. I'm sorry, Jerry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but you know, I had a, I just, I had a coworker a few years ago who <laughs> coached men soccer teams and women's soccer teams. And he, uh, for like 15 years, and we were talking about the, the difference. And he said, here's a big difference. He said, if I go in and say, look, uh, our defense stinks. If I say that to a group of men, all the men will think to themselves, well, he's not talking about me. He's talking about everybody else. Mm-hmm. And if I say that to uh, the women's team, if I say, hey, our defense stinks, all the women will say, oh, it's me. It's not anybody else. He's talking to me. Mm-hmm. And he said it's an amazingly huge difference between men and women and, and it has uh, guided him on how he coaches. And I, 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 think, I think he's absolutely right. Absolutely. All right, kid. Well, it's good having you call in. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. So now you can go run Thanks a brush through your hair. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> do. All right. Hey, how do they find you? Give me your uh, website. Facebook. A Girl and a Gun. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, A Girl and a Gun San Diego. Reach out to us at a girl and a gun SD at gmail.com. Good. All right, good seeing you. Be safe. We'll talk to you down the road. Folks, you're listening to Gun Sports Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks, welcome back. This is Gun Sports Radio. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. All right, this segment is brought to you by AO Sword Firearms Gun Store. Thousands of pandemic panic buyers just found out what San Diego shooters already knew. AO Sword Firearms in El Cajon has the widest selection of guns in the county. They have hundreds of different new and used guns in stock and everything you could want for an AR-15. Whether you're looking for the latest competition rifle, combat pistol, or collectible cowboy iron, you'll find it at AO Sword. They also they're they're also professional gunsmiths with a full machine shop. They can clean, repair, upgrade, or even customize your gun, including Cerakote. Cerakote. I'm gonna have to work on that one. AO Sword Firearms is a nine is at 929 East Main Street, just off Mollison and El Cajon. Best of all, they are friendly, informed, and actively support your rights. See for yourself with their legal and technical updates on Facebook. Check out AOSword.com or call at 619-749-4867. All right, we got David Chong on the line. How you doing, bud? Uh, Dave, I love the way that ad copy rolls off your tongue. <laughs> well, it's new. <laughs> And Cerakote? I got to work on that one. Yeah, maybe you could talk to us about what Kirkakati is. Yeah, Kirkakati, right. yeah, that's, uh, I'm a black belt in Kirkakati. I knew it. <laughs> Shoot. Oh, man. Hey, that'll, get people to, to, that'll get people just to come down and see what the heck I'm talking about. Oh, shoot. We had a guy, I, uh, unfortunately, every once in a while you get these kinds of folks uh 
Uh, got very belligerent, obviously had no business being anywhere around guns, and we had to escort him out. And uh, 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 he called the cops saying he was assaulted. Long story short, the cops come and say, do you want me to arrest this guy? <laughs> I said, no, it's all good. Just make sure he doesn't come back. Jeez. He says, it's funny. He he was complaining in the parking lot that he was afraid for his life because you you know karate. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, there yeah. you go. I'd be more afraid of all that karate hanging on the walls, I think. But Yeah. <laughs> I, I, he, he went to chest thump me, and so I just Ooh. deflected oh. that and turned him around and without – without it hurting him at all, but uh, I think he was surprised to be facing the other direction so quickly. How old was he? Oh, the, the poor guy's like 13. 65. I mean, he's, oh. he's I guess he's, but he definitely used to being a bully. Ah, anyway, gotcha. I wanted to tell you, uh, we are still busy, Good. but we've had no lines pretty much all week other than you know, sometimes at our busiest moments, especially at open and kind of in the lunch hour, uh, you might get one or two people waiting in our chairs outside, but that's like a 15-minute uh, wait max because uh, we do have all hands on deck. We just hired a new salesperson with a lot of industry experience. We're really excited to bring Amy on board, and we hope everybody comes by and meets her. Um, we still are looking for one more quality person for, uh, in a permanent position with us uh, to join the AOSword team, so if anyone listening knows that person, send them over. All Congratulations right. to Amy. That's awesome. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Michael Schwartz will be down to fill out an application. Well, maybe tomorrow. Joe Dramisi. <laughs> yeah. Smiles. Yeah. No, I, um, Joe works for free. Don't do that. <laughs> and my Joe, boss is kind of a jerk, so I might want to come work for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah but uh, she puts food on the table, so. Yeah. <laughs> ah. <laughs> oh, oh gotcha. um, and and sometimes not bet- not over plexiglass, right? <laughs> exactly. Gosh. I uh, a little more anecdotal. I, I I did sneak over to a, a local gun range to do some shooting with some friends this weekend, and uh, as I pulled up, I saw six people in line outside, and I thought, oh man, is, is everyone busier than we are? Are we the only shop without a line? But when I went in, I found out why there was only one person working the counter. And uh, I'm not criticizing. I'm just explaining a different situation. And, uh, he explained that the uh, the reason why he, they only are working one person at a time is because they, they just don't have much inventory to, to sell. So I want to explain we have tons of inventory over at AOSword Firearms. We've, we've sold out dozens of times, of course, just like everybody else. But we've been very aggressive in our buying. We get restocked almost every day. We have probably... 40 different handguns stocked up to 10 deep on the popular models, Glocks, Springfield XDs. Um, we built back up our 1911 inventory after selling out several times. And um, as always, you won't, find, you won't find more revolvers anywhere. So I have guns to sell. If you're looking for one and can't find them elsewhere, uh, of course, stick with your favorite shops. They've earned your business. But if you're, you're looking to pick up a gun you can't find, uh, come see us. That's awesome. great advice. If so, David, yeah. I mean, we were t- actually talking about Cerakote. Um, yeah. So, would you mind uh, just giving us a little one-two on uh, a little lesson on what exactly is Cerakote? The, the is process. It, yeah. The the pro is it actually uh, uh, meant to protect, or is it just a an aesthetic thing, or sure, what's the deal? Yeah. Cer- Cerakote is now used by many manufacturers as factory coating. Uh, 
uh, it is not just paint. Um, it is a ceramic-based, high-tech, oven-cured coating um, that is, it takes a whole process to, to apply. It's not just a paint that you spray on. Um, the, uh, as a matter of fact, it's so advanced that there are uh, military-only blends that we apply for uh, some of our customers in, uh, for agency use and military use that actually has uh, uh, infrared signature blocking. So it, it is high-tech stuff, and it is far more durable, far more corrosion-resistant than just about any other uh, coating out there, uh, including, uh, gosh, just every old-school coating you can think of, uh, bluing or uh, parkerizing, uh, even, even hard chrome. Uh, it's a lot more durable. Uh, Scratch-resistant, corrosion-resistant, uh, great stuff. Um, it will wear. So, like, if, if you uh, even properly applied, uh, like we do, we, we pre, pre-bake to get all of the uh, oils out of the gun. Even if you haven't shot it before, it's still got assembly lube on it. So you have to pre-bake all of that oil out, um, degrease it, uh, then uh, uh, we strip it in a, um, a media blaster. Uh, using the right media, so we're not too aggressive, but we also give some bite for the uh, for the coating to to adhere and and, and penetrate, and, and then it's oven cured uh, between 160 and 300 uh, degrees Fahrenheit, um, and it, uh, we can cure uh, optics and even. Um, uh, polymers, like on Glocks, you just have to be very careful. If you don't use us, choose your Cerakote applicator very, very wisely because you can bend those frames and then you're out of gun. So, David, you could do that to just about any gun, or are there some limitations? Just about anything. Uh, we've done handguns, shotguns, revolvers. I don't love doing uh, revolver uh, cylinders because uh, uh, the flash uh, at the cylinder gap uh uh, does embed into the uh, Cerakote, and it, it, it looks ugly. Mm. Uh, that's that's why a, a blued finish is, is better there or, or a, uh, a stainless. But uh, other than that one spot uh, on on revolvers, and I've, I've done many, and, and they, they do hold up. They just, um, they'll, they'll, they'll get the flash rings. Of course, other other finishes get the flash burn, too. Mm. Um yeah, r- rifles and uh, heck, there's even a, a special uh, lubricated uh, uh, coating just for bolt carrier groups for AR-15s. I'll be darned. Well, at least we know now, and it's called Cerakote. And the, the other coat, and we do that all in house. And then the other one is called like a it's like a hydro dip or something like that. Right, right. We uh, what's the we difference or what is that? that? Um. Hydro dip is when you want to get a, a really intricate um, kind of proprietary pattern, like let's say uh, the woodland. Um, oh shoot, what's that called? Uh, it, Remington uses it a lot. Uh, like I woodland, just can't think of it. The the camo or the yeah, it's a proprietary pattern. It, it's all over clothing and bags and some guns. Uh, when you want a, a specific pattern. Uh, applied, you can actually, it's like a decal, like your old school, uh, you know, hot rod models or your, uh, your military jet models. Uh, 
you know, a water applied decal. But instead of putting, uh, instead of dipping the decal in water and then sliding it onto your airplane, you actually put the decal on top of the water and then you dip your whole airplane, or in this case, rifle, into the water. And as it penetrates, as it crosses the surface of the water, it's actually getting that decal rolled onto it. Hmm. Pretty neat. Not very durable. You have to. The best thing to do is cover it with a a, a Cerakote clear, so that then instead of the decal, your uh, your uh, so you're Cerakoting it anyway. Yeah, right. You you still end up Cerakoting it, but it's it's not as durable. That's not an ideal surface to uh, to to paint, uh, and you you still only get the get the adhesion that you're getting with the decal, but at least it's covered from. Um, uh, surface scratching on top of that by the Cerakote. Gotcha. If you look at, go, go to uh, Realtree is what I was trying to think of. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, Realtree. So it, go look at uh, even the very fine, you know, $1,000 plus shotguns that have a Realtree camo applied to them. That That is a, uh, a hydro dip. And you look very closely and you'll see, oh, I see where the the film stretched and missed mm-hmm. this part or that part, and you're looking at the underlying Cerakote or Duracote. Um, so we don't do that there uh, at, at, at AOSword. It, it's just a uh, it's a very specific process, and I tried it, and I I only got as good a result as Remington, and that that wasn't good enough for me. So huh. uh, we do, however, do very uh, meticulously applied. Cerakote, including patterns like Cryptek or um, Atax or, um, uh, uh, pardon me, I can't think of the the military camouflage. uh, How about military camouflage? Digi. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Digicam's hard, but I have done it. I I did a really cool uh, urban Digicam uh, in grays and, uh, yeah, all all different grays and uh, a couple of Browns cool. plus a, a flowing American flag. Uh, I think that's on the website. Actually, you can take a take a look at that one. All right, and the website on, on is fifteen aosword.com. All right, or you can call them at six one nine seven four nine four eight six seven. Dave, keep up the good work, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks very much. Take care. All right, folks, you're listening to FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. The answer. Folks, welcome back. You're listening to Gun Sports Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. All right, California assault weapon laws makes it almost impossible to own an AR pattern rifle. What is the solution? Cali Key. It'll convert any mil-spec direct impingement AR platform rifle into a straight pull-bolt action rifle so it can have all the features without being considered an assault weapon. It's a true drop-in solution, no milling, no aesthetic modifications, and no turning off your gas system. Keep your entire AR collection intact at a price you can afford with Cali Key. Check out Cali Key at CaliKey.com. That's K-A-L-I-K-E-Y.com. Hey, self-defense and emergencies can happen to anyone, and unfortunately, the justice system may not be on your side. While you protect your family and property, U.S. Law Shield is here to defend you 24-7. 365 days a year with a comprehensive self-defense coverage. 
at an affordable price. Bad guys don't take days off, and neither does U.S. Law Shield. What's your plan after you defend yourself or your family? Consider a plan from U.S. Law Shield. Check them out today at uslawshield.com. That's uslawshield.com. Prime PRMI Mortgage. Hey, the refi bell has been ringing. Home mortgage interest rates have dropped to a historic low. If you are looking to buy or refi, or if you're considering a reverse mortgage, just get, just call our local mortgage guy, Chris Wiley, at PRMI Mortgage. For nearly 25 years, Chris has been helping local San Diegans with all their mortgage needs. Call Chris at 619-722-1303. 619-722-1303 or just go to primerez.com backslash alpine all right sam the gunman another awesome episode of stump my nephew every week we uh ask my nephew uh a trivia question about guns or gun history or all kinds of exciting second amendment or gun related subjects and at the ripe old age of 20, he almost always gets it right. So if you write in a question for us, we will send you a T-shirt. If we use your question on the air, we'll give you a T-shirt. I'm sorry, that's what, if, so if we use your question on the air, we'll give you a T-shirt. If you stump him, you'll get a T-shirt and a hat. I did not realize that. Yeah. Russell, did you realize that? No, I did not realize that. Well, now we realize. Now Russell realizes that. All right, so Sam the Gunman, are you on the line? Yeah, I am, and I have it on good authority that this week's question is a hard one. It is a hard one. It was sent in by a young lady named Nancy from Fredericksburg, and Nancy wants to know, obviously we all know, I think we all know, that Gatlin was the inventor of the machine gun. But what she wants to know is who invented the first, let's see, the first fully portable, fully automatic gun. That would be Hiram Maxim. <laughs> That's amazing. Didn't even pause. All right. So <laughs> tell us about so much. For tell us about toughness. Hiram Maxim and tell him about it. Tell us about his gun. He did invent it. It became basically every. It looked like every country in the world was using it, uh, starting in 1886. Um, he invented it uh, sometime between 1886 and 1914. And uh, I mean, literally every 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 country was using this thing, and it was um, used in the Chinese Civil War, the Korean War, World War II, uh, the Polish Soviet War. You name the war, World War One, and it was probably used. So tell us what you know about him, about him, and about the gun. So the the story of the Maxim gun is kind of interesting. Um, Hiram Maxim was a, a very gifted inventor. And um, in the 1870s and 1880s, he was working on designs for what would eventually become his magnum opus, no pun intended, uh, his machine gun. But his efforts were um, seriously hindered by the fact that smokeless powder didn't exist yet. So uh, he was trying to design a, a working machine gun around black powder. Um, which is uh, it doesn't produce nearly as much pressure as smokeless powder. Um, it is a lot more unpredictable, and the fouling precludes the development of uh, pretty much any reliable self-loading mechanism, especially a high rate of fire machine gun. So when smokeless powder when smokeless powder finally uh, became available, he redesigned his machine gun around that, and it took the world by storm. 
Um, he was Maxim himself was an American, but he was uh, more than happy to gouge every country in the world on his product. And uh, his, his philosophy was basically, hey, if the Europeans want to pay me millions of dollars for machines to kill each other, then, uh, you know, I'm all for it. That's interesting. And he actually was eventually made a uh, they knighted him. He's actually Sir Hiram Stevens Maxim. Yep. And um, funny story about his son, actually, his son developed the uh, the automobile muffler and the firearm sound suppressor, which is just a small version of the same thing. It's basically the same thing. How about that? (laughs) Amazing. How do you know that? Now, where did you pick up this? I I always ask you this because I'm always curious. But where did you run into the Maxim gun? Don't tell him. Oh, here and there. (laughs) I love that kid. He's not going to give away his trade secrets. I know. It's getting harder and harder. That was, he wouldn't need me anymore. I know. Yeah, that, see, you're smart. Job security. That was a question. Uh, so, all right. So, Nancy from Fredericksburg gets a T-shirt, but she doesn't get a hat because right. she wasn't able to stump you, which is. Hey, did you hear us? Did you happen to hear us earlier destroying Saracote? Uh, no, I, w- I was uh, busy cleaning my shotgun earlier. I wasn't listening to the show. Oh, uh, boy. Yeah, we did a real real number on that. We had to get an expert in. Well, not we. Yeah. Whoops. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Heck, I couldn't even say it, let alone tell you what it is. Saracote is great stuff, but if I had a dollar for every time a customer came into the shop and called it paint, then I would be able to afford a Saracote job on all my guns. There you go. <laughs> well, why, is it, why is it different from paint? Um, it's actually a ceramic powder coating that is then baked on. It's not just some dude taking the thing into his backyard and rattle canning it with some Krylon. Uh, exactly. Ruin my weekend. Yep. It's it's a much more durable finish. Yeah. Is that rattle can? Is that a, a Schwartz term? Because I, I heard that earlier here on the show. <laughs> no, that's a, that's a technical term we use <laughs> in the industry. It's an industry ah. technical term, Joe. Now your uncle uses it too. <clears throat> a lot. Because that's the noise it makes. Yeah. Well, he's a real professional, you know. <laughs> I'm all about the lingo. This isn't his first day on the job. No, not <laughs> hardly. No, can't. Yeah. He listened to that part. It's just your first day on the job, Ken. Yeah, did you hear our giveaway, Sam? What's that? Our giveaway, what, we were on Facebook Live. It just died, unfortunately. Everybody listening, apologize. Yet another technical difficulty. This time we'll get it sorted out and have it ready for you next week. But. Everybody on our Facebook Live, if they typed in under the in the comments section, is this your first day on the job, Ken? They got a free San Diego County Gun Owners hat. So we got five people out there that are getting a free hat. Uh, that's pretty cool. All right. All right. So uh, how many more guns you got to clean? I uh, just got to finish up with the Winchester 1300, and then I'm good. I, I keep all my stuff. Uh, I, I make sure it's clean before I put it away. Hey, that's the one I just won. That's a, uh, that's a nice shotgun uh, for that price there. I like that. So tell uh, real quick before we uh, before you go away the um, what is the, the speed pump part on that is kind of different. Um, I I actually can't speak to that. I don't I don't know. About oh, I could have got a hat. You could have got a hat with that oh, question. Oh man, back to that. Well, there's yep. next week's questions. Proprietary manufacturer stuff. That's a good way to stump me. There, oh, there you go. But history, we haven't got a prayer, right? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. All right, buddy. Thanks a lot. Stay safe, give the family a big hug, and we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, you guys stay safe out there. All right, buddy. All right, folks. Hey, we want to thank Firearms Legal Protection at FirearmsLegal.com, San Diego County Gun Owners at STCGO.org, U.S. Law Shield at USLawShield.com, Cali Key at CaliKey.com, 
uh, PRMI Mortgage at PRMERSRES at dot com backslash alpine.com. Law offices John Dillon, the Gun Range San Diego at the Gun Range San Diego dot com. AO Sword Firearms at AO Sword dot com. Want to thank Michael Schwartz, Lance Pelkey, Joe Jermisi, Sam the Gunman, Brendan Thomas. Can't thank him enough. Go to gunsportsradio.com for podcasts and up-to-date information. And don't touch that dial. Bob Siegel is in the wings. And has he got a show for you? Right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.